Hey, this is Andy Jenkins with the Warrior Hope Podcast. Every single week, we really try to accomplish two things. Number one, find healing from the past, and number two, identify the next mission. The reality is this. There are two big enemies that most warriors face now. Number one is isolation. Number two is this idea. It's, it's, it's actually a lie that all of the best stuff is in the rearview mirror. The mission that you're going to live now is out in the future and there is a mission there is a calling there is a purpose there is a destiny and so in the warrior hope book what we try to do is number one find healing number two identify and deploy onto that next life mission that is part of your destiny right now now I want to introduce you today to this incredible woman that I had the opportunity to meet. She, she actually showed up and attended the first ever pilot project that we did for the Centers of Hope. She was the first woman that went through the curriculum. She is Staff Sergeant Gloria Williams, who served in the United States Air Force as a communication specialist that was stationed in Europe, the Philippines, and stateside. And now she is a local home-based business owner. We're going to talk all about that. I actually conducted this interview in the living room of her house, and she just got in from a trade show. And her house, there was not... I'm kind of exaggerating, but kind of not. And you're going to hear her laugh, which is, it is contagious in the best possible way. There was not a place to stand. She had so much stuff. I mean, she has found a new purpose and gets great joy from sharing her experience in the service as a way to help others. But but then also, she's particularly interested in providing help uh, for women uh, through mental wellness forums and, and through using her business to call forth the beauty that is the inner beauty that radiates outside in these women. So this is exciting because this is the first woman that I've had on this podcast. And so I'm excited to introduce to you my friend, Gloria. Hey, this is Andy Jenkins. I'm actually here in Gloria Williams' living room. And this place, this is amazing. There is not a place to step, Gloria, because I, I knew Gloria had this um, little, that, that's what I thought, this little jewelry business on the side. Okay, but, you know, I, I did not see all the inventory until I got here to her house to record this. So she invited me, you know, to come in and we could just record here. So this is phenomenal. You get to see people in their natural environment. And Gloria's natural environment is you're an entrepreneur now. I am an entrepreneur. And Jura, I've always loved Jura, and I love, love, love Jura since I was a kid. And when this business was introduced me to me, actually, God gave me this business. Yeah. Uh, when I, I wanted something to do and uh, the jury came up on me and it's my therapist now. When my friends call me, they say, what are you doing? You doing jury? Yes, I'm doing jury. When I, when I feel some kind of way, I go to my jury room and I separate jury and play with the jury and like, oh, I talk, yeah, I talk to the jury. Oh, it's so cute. You talk to the jury. <laughs> I talk to, you know Those how people, people talk, talk to, their to plants. plants. Yes. <laughs> I talk to my jury. <laughs> I love love, and that's what I do now. I go when I go out bending. Yeah. It's it's more of a ministry now because you know there are people that come to me. God sends these people to me. It's like oh, I don't do that no more. I don't wear you know I gain weight and I just 
I was like, and then that's when I get excited because I can show them, you know, uh, the beautiful pieces. Look at it. I get the mirror and I show them, look at the mirror, look at you. And all we got to do is add this little piece of accessory to it. You look beautiful. <laughs> Are you going to awaken the beauty in somebody who doesn't feel like they're beautiful That they don't feel like longer. they're beautiful any longer. And you'll be surprised that we as even female, we, we put on these masks, you know, and... Um, we, we, we put these masks on and we carry a lot of weight and and sometimes it just take one person uh, that show them love that they can yeah. talk to and you know you know I just recently this lady she was like well you know I just I just don't do it you know I just don't feel like dressing up anymore I just don't feel like it I've gained weight I did this problem came on and I gained a lot of weight and it's like Girl, what weight got to do with you being beautiful? You God made you beautiful. You are beautiful, you know, and that's what I do. I encourage, and I also encourage to uh, start their own business because it has really opened me up, and this this business has, and it's just it's just awesome. Yeah, that's well. Give me the. I'm going to put this in the show notes where people can follow the links and everything. You have a website and all of this information where people can get in touch with you. Yes. If they want to look at your stuff. Go ahead and tell me the, what's the website. The website is uh, paparazziaccessory.com. Uh huh. And it's three eight seven six six is the number behind that. That's your, and you that's, can go straight they, to my website. If they get there. something through that link, that's gonna that's, benefit that will go you. To me. Awesome. That will okay, go so to I'm gonna me. I'm gonna put a link to that in the show notes where people can just kind of log on and they can look and see everything you've got there. Yeah. Um, I definitely wanted to let people know you had this business because we walked through <laughs> the dining room is full of jewelry the kitchen. the kitchen is full of jewelry the uh what would be i guess it's the den. the den in the other room is full of and like you that's your office in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah and then i had i could not walk through the den to go to the bathroom i had to walk the other way around through the living room to go to the bathroom which yes. also had jewelry besides <laughs> I mean, like you've... Yeah. I mean, when I first started, I, I've been in the business four years now. When I first started, it was, okay, just a few pieces. I actually started, I thought I was starting just to get, you know, in a, you know something, uh, I can get my jewelry cheaper. You it, wanted it the really discount. Wasn't a, yeah, I just wanted the discount. And then um, as I went on and started showing people, letting people know and... And how they got excited about it. And it's like, well, maybe I'll sell this. You know, with this jewelry, it's only so many pieces that made of each one. And once it's gone, it's gone. So I do have a problem sometimes when I just got one piece left. And I like this one piece. It's like, should I sell it? Um, I really could use the money, but this is so cute. You keep it. Or... <laughs> keep it. <laughs> And I do, I do lives too. I sell, I go live and, yeah. and sell that way as well. And uh, I, I had a piece the other day. It was a bracelet, and it's on Facebook. It's on Facebook. I've live. seen you. Yeah, Facebook I'll, I'll put live. the link to your Facebook yeah. also. And uh, I had this bracelet, and I, you know, I have so much, and sometimes it's like I forget I have this piece. And this was the last piece. It's so cute. It's like if it don't sell tonight. 
It's going in my personal so stash. So you gave it a deadline. <laughs> yes. Did it sell? It didn't sell. So you got but it. But I, I have that piece. Oh. I have it. All right. Well, you, you mentioned that this was uh, a kind of your, your therapy. Mm-hmm. And you have a military background. It's, yes. Which is how you know we ended up here. That's where I met you. Was at a Centers of Hope uh, meeting yes. that you attended out at Guiding Light, uh, which is actually just so people know was one of the first groups that we did publicly. They they let us do while we're literally writing the curriculum, uh, the pilot project of there. Uh, so it was an amazing time as we kind of uh, joined you guys or and you joined us. We worked together at that significant kind of launching of that curriculum. Yeah. I met you out there. Uh, tell us, tell us a little bit about your military background. Okay, like you were um, in the Air Force. I was in the Air Force, and I when I went in the military, I come from this little small place. It's called Titus. I probably people know, but it, it is on the map now. Titus, Alabama. It's right below above uh, Wetumpka. Okay, you know, I, I tell told which people, is close to Montgomery, which is close which to is above Montgomery, Montgomery. <laughs> right? <laughs> right, and so. Actually, when I, I went in the military, I just wanted to uh, get away, go go somewhere. Because, you know, the small town uh, that I come from, I was I want to travel and go. So when I went in the military, it was um, it was really frightening for me because it's my first time away from. Uh, and then when the sergeant came on, I was like, oh, my goodness, what have I done but um, I stayed in the military 10 years. And my first um, went in, I was in um, ground equipment repair, which predominantly guys' job. I just took what I, uh, what they could give me, what was open, because I wanted to hurry up and leave. So I didn't want to wait for something that I probably would been better fit for, which probably administrator, whatever. So I went and I took that ground equipment job. And so what are, you, what are you doing with ground equipment? It's like repairing uh, equipment, uh, repair for airplanes. Okay. Uh, basically, it was uh, C-130 aircrafts. Okay. And so we and so do for people engine that don't work. Know, yeah. C-130 is a what? It's a uh, helicopter. It's a helicopter. Air, yeah. Okay. Uh-huh, C-130 helicopter. And uh, we would have to go out on the flight line and, and um, uh, uh, these equipment you have to you have to know how basic is uh, engine work and uh, maintenance work yeah per se you know because spark plugs and stuff that I had I have five brothers that did all the men stuff I consider men stuff it's not men stuff anymore but at then I consider it was men stuff. And that's what it was. It was um, it was uh, more men. It was very few women that was in that field. And so I was, I felt, um, I don't know, that I couldn't, I really could not grasp that engine type stuff. I couldn't do it. And so I had to basically, you know, suck up to the guys, you know, hey, help me out, you know. Yeah. And, of course, some of them, you know, they want favors, um, be, you know, to help, you know, uh, help me out. Because we had to uh, do, uh, 
we had testing, we had the QC, which quality control, quality control that came and gave us tests that uh, we had to pass in order to stay into the field. And me being the person, I never, I didn't fail, you know, I'm uh, super, you know, I always pass, got good grades, and I felt like if I didn't do this, I would be a failure, and I wasn't going back to Tyler's, Alabama, you know, failing uh, because I couldn't do the job. So I did, I had to um, do what I had to do to maintain my job. Eventually, I did, uh, which it affected me in a lot of ways. It, it affected me as forced relationship because I did get married, and um, it it affected that. I didn't know this is what affected this at that the relationship. Time, that relationship. And I guess people can read. I mean, we don't have to spell it out. People can go ahead and make their assumptions about what the favors that the men expected yes. were. I mean, yes, of course. It, it was sexual <clears throat> favors, of yeah. course. Um I'm so sorry. Uh, I didn't, um, but I didn't know this affected me in the ways that it did, yeah. even in relationship. Because uh, uh, when I when I got married, I I married a military guy. Okay. Um, and it, it sex as far as sex, I I just did not want to have sex. And so that affected. Well, I imagine course, the experience of it was yeah. now uh, tainted. It was now not yeah. a thing to be celebrated, enjoyed, and and free. Right. It's now has this. I, I don't want to assume the feelings, but yeah. there's there's some kind of cloud over it. It is, and and still is, you know, because um, as and I eventually, you know, it led to infidelity with him, and uh, at that time. Um, I experienced suicidal, and I did at one time, and I was married then. But of course, I told the um, military then that it was because of me and my husband relationship, you know, and that's why um, what was going on, not knowing really, not knowing what had affected this. And, yeah. you know, and life went on. And, of course, you know, we as women, we know how to wear these masks. Because people tell me now, even now, God, you are always smiling. You, yeah, I just love being around you because you're so joyful. But people don't know what, you know, I am joyful. I am happy. And it's it's not fake. But I do have experience uh, depression. Even um, now. Even now, you know. Even now, I do, and I take I take medication. And now I'm not ashamed of it because, and I see therapy. I was gonna say thank you for saying that because a lot of people I think see if they I'm not one to just go oh yeah take medication, mm-hmm. but at the same time if you need it. I mean, goodness, like we, we have these things there. Yeah. Right? And, yeah. And, so, and, and don't and be ashamed if you need I this. Before I was, let me tell you what happened uh, when I was working. I'm no longer working. Um, no, you got a whole... Yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> I mean, say, yeah. Not, not working outside I mean, for outside somebody else. Outside, yeah, exactly. But um, 
I was at, I was the office manager at this place, and I'd been there for like twenty years almost since I was out of the since military. out of military. Yeah. Um, so this one person uh, did know that I took medication. Okay. And out loud one day she was like, and I don't know, I don't. She didn't do it on purpose. It it didn't. She didn't know. Uh, I mean, she didn't do it maliciously. Yeah, right. I, I do believe that. But it did hurt me. She said, Glory, give me one of your craze appeal today. Out loud in the office with other people. And so that's the thing about mental health. People, and it's becoming less now that people uh, think of crazy. You know, that's why a lot of us don't share. Yeah, I think that stigma that, is that stigma of starting mental, to go away. I think it's starting to go away as well. Um, that, you know, mental you you crazy, you know. And look, I tell my friend that we laughed the one that, that you know I've shared with. Yeah. They was like, Yes, I am. Well that, that, <laughs> and that, aren't we all at times, you know, it don't matter whether you experience mental illness, but sometimes we all get that crazy feeling. Well, the oddity is I think, you know, if, if there's a physical element, a physical issue that you could see, nobody thinks anything about going to get you know, medical attention for that physical ailment, whether it's an mm-hmm. arm, a leg, yeah. uh, your head, uh, you know, your eyes, whatever it is, mm-hmm. uh, even something internal, physical. Nobody thinks anything about stomach, you know, digestion, whatever, going and getting whatever kind of treatment you need for that. But all of a sudden, if it's mental or if it's emotional, there seems to be this roadblock. And we need to realize that we're, we're all one people that have, you know, a body. We have a soul. We have spirit, mind, mm-hmm. emotions. There are so many different facets of us, and we we need to yeah, maybe normalize the idea of mental and emotional health. Mm-hmm. Um, you said something a moment ago that I, I wanted to lock on to um, because I've seen this with me, and I wanted to get your thoughts on it. Uh, and just so people know that are listening, like we don't have a script. Like we're just yeah. <laughs> put the microphone <laughs> in the living room and let's just start talking and let's just you know share the parts of your story that you want to share. Mm-hmm. And um, be- because we believe that there's uh, healing in story, like you know, in in the back of the New Testament of Revelation twelve, Jesus, uh, it's well, it says that they overcame by the blood of the Lamb, by the blood of Jesus. So the past work that He's already achieved, mm-hmm. and the word of our story. Yeah. So the ongoing reality of what's being true in us yes. somehow empowers people. And you said this thing about you're joyful, and I've seen that simultaneously you talked about there, there are times like I feel depressed. Mm-hmm. I see in like my life, I can be both in the same day, sometimes at the same time. Yeah. Does that make any... It makes sense. Talk, and, talk and to me about that because because <laughs> that... I, I, and I think you, the... Because um, I'm, I'm, I'm a joyful person, happy. Um, but then at the same time, I do experience depression. And... Um, like today, <laughs> this morning I woke up, I was like, whew, and then I read this email and it's like, oh, wow. And, and I think when you, I don't know, when you experience depression, everything, the, the least little thing is more, 
uh, I don't know what the word for it. Uh, so if it amplifies it or something. Yeah, it amplifies any little thing to me. Any negative. Any negative. So yeah. It, it it any negative. You know, uh, it just magnifies. It's like, oh wow. That's why I was listening to um, that move that I, the worship. I yeah, I came in here. Yeah, worship music. <laughs> and worship music and, and jewelry. Yeah. That that's what I, and that's what yeah. it does. I uh, um, the joy. I'm still gonna have that joy. Joy is something can't nobody take away from me. But yet and still, I still experience um, depression. Well, there's this verse in the Psalms where David talks about anointing his garments, and it says, "By which you made yourself glad." Like, okay. Like somehow that there is this. Um, I'll, I'll look it up. I'll pull up my phone and look up the verse. Like somehow you have control over it in mm-hmm. some sense. Yes. I mean, re- real things in the real world affect you, but yet, yet somehow, like the contradictory element is you get to choose mm-hmm. and you get to position yourself and move forward. And that's it. And and that's what uh, something my pastor is. Life is choice driven. Yeah. You live or die by the choices you make. It's it's a choice, and I always come back to that. Uh, I choose, I choose life. I choose joy, and and that comes to me every day. It's it's a daily thing. I mean, it's 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 a daily thing with me, um, and it's real. I mean, people. Most people would be is surprised that I experience this, um, and now it is really. I'm not a shame of it i used to and i think it was worse then that i used to um i used to hide it yeah what are some of the things that verse is in psalms 45 by the way where it says that you've you've made yourself glad what what is what what are some of the things like daily that would make you feel depressed like what are what are some of the things that trigger that to where you go oh just because my guess is there are people listening that deal with the same thing yeah um, just, uh, finances. Okay. You know, uh, well, let me just, it, like today, it's like, I got, I have my jewelry at, um, uh, this is a place over in Avondale. And they had went up on the, um, I didn't make a lot of money, but I moved some, some of my jewelry. And usually I... It at least paid my booth rent. Okay. And, um, but the last two months, this is, uh, last month, I didn't meet the, um, booth rent, which they have a clause in their contract that, which I did not know that until today when I read the email, that if you don't meet your booth rent within... And, and and this has nothing to do with, you know, I pay it what I pay. Yeah. What I, I pay the, the booth rent plus 10%. Right. Uh, but they, the clause that says if you don't meet your booth rent uh, two day two consecutive months, then your contract is um, voided. They can cut you, yeah. Yeah. And so they was like, 
gonna void they voided my contract you know i've been there for over two years you know and there have been months that i didn't make uh my booth rent but you know i paid paid the difference i yeah. paid it you know well you know i uh you have to pay your booth rent before you know you get your check right um and i'm like just little stuff like that it's like well you know Maybe I should, you know, things happen for a reason. Everything happened for a reason. Maybe it's time for me to give that up, you know. And But in my feeling, my feeling was really hurt over sure. there. It was really hurt because I was just bragging on the management of that place. <laughs> <laughs> just little things. I mean, it's like, wow. That's And that's, I start worship. I start, you know, I was like, this is not... Um, and I had some stuff that I was going to go put in there today. It's like, I got to go take my stuff out of there. Yeah, instead of know? building up instead the inventory. Instead of building up, I got to go take it out. Just little stuff like that. It's like, any little thing that, you know, it's like, gosh, now am I going to meet, you know, this deadline for this? Um, just daily things. Uh, getting up in the morning, just... Um, Somebody hadn't, I hadn't got a phone call. It's like, my, I have, nobody called me today. So, wow, who cares? What would happen if, if, if something happened to me? I'm in here by myself. You know, that negative thought start right. going in and, and it could very easily get you there if you allow it. But I choose not to allow that negative you have to I, I mean on purpose yeah i have to um on purpose keep myself from going there i'm glad you said that because you know people would look at you and go oh she's a really joyful person but simultaneously i mean you're you're saying yeah there's there's stuff every day and most of it's little stuff mm-hmm. and most of for most people i mean a lot of people are dealing with really big things but most of the stuff that trips us up every single day yeah is the little things and you have to continue contending for joy continue fighting for Moving ahead. Yes. Uh, continue, uh, you know, uh, just contending for this idea and that there is, is something my, ahead. My, my joy, too, you know, I, um, and I was talking to my mom about this the other day, and I was like, you know, I smile, and I am joyful, and it is for real because I know uh, that's my praise. Yeah. So I'm 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 praising God for what He has done and what He's doing because even this little stuff that's happened, there's something good that's gonna come out of it. Always, it's <laughs> something good because what is it? He has started a good work in me, and it's gonna be finished. So it's always that's my praise. My smile is my praise. Yeah. And and even even though there's stuff going on, I'm still praising because that's that is my healing. Sometimes it's hard to <laughs> like oh, praise in the middle of the storm. But yes, yeah. but you know you said count it all joy. When so you face trials, yeah. <laughs> like uh, it's I I mean I'm going through like even with my house. You know I don't. Uh, well, when I got a divorce and, um, um, 
my husband wasn't only financial, he was on the D part of it. The, yeah. But anyway, uh, I had, I tried to do a modification a couple of times and, you know, it was always, he had to sign right. the paper and we went back and forth and, you know, just stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but count it, it was like, count it all joy, God, you know. Well, James, yeah, says count it all joy when you face trials because knowing that perseverance adds something to you. I know that it you. is going to, you know, something's good is going to come out of it. You know, I know, you know. I remember when I was in high school, uh, one day uh, a professor walked up, I'm sorry, in college, a professor walked upstairs, fourth floor, at a classroom in the building is for people that go to Sanford, DBH, that's the business building. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was in a political science class. The professor walks up to the fourth floor on a chalkboard, so that'll kind of date this. Somebody's written Jeremiah 29 11 mm, and spelled it. I know the plans I have for you. Mm-hmm. And they put it around in these clouds like it's a real happy moment. And the professor walks in and he just looks at it. And this, this is a Christian guy. Mm-hmm. He, he stares at it and he goes, Oh, thank you for that in this real sarcastic tone. Mm-hmm. And then he looks at it and he says, well, Let me tell you guys. I, I guess he had had a morning. Yeah. He says, yeah. Let me tell you guys. That verse right there, I am tired of seeing that verse on coffee mugs, seeing it on t shirts, seeing it on bumper stickers. Because let me tell you about that verse. And this was a professor at the time that was probably 50. Mm-hmm. And he had had a lot of life experience, hard life experience, mm-hmm. but a very gracious, humble guy. And he says that verse was written to people who were in the middle of exile, who were captured, who were in bondage, who Babylon had their foot on those people. And in the middle of that difficult moment, God's writing and speaking through the prophet Jeremiah saying, Jeremiah. I see you. And I have a plan, and I know it doesn't look like I have one. I know that everything looks horrific right now. Mm-hmm. I know that it looks horrible. I know, I know that it seems so improbable and unlikely that there is a way out at all. But I see you. Mm-hmm. And it says that's the context of that verse. Don't put that on the verse with clouds around it like little bubbly happily. That verse is written to people who are in the midst of trial. And that's the tension. Yeah. Uh, of it all, mm-hmm. right? Um, tell, tell me that. I remember sitting in, kind of shift gears, we were in the Centers of Hope meeting. And I remember uh, one day we're in there, and um, th- th- this is what struck me the biggest about it. There, there were probably eight or ten of us in that cl- in that classroom or that mm-hmm. whatever we call that group. Mm-hmm. And and it's all men. That Like that one week, it happened to be all men except for you. Mm-hmm. And yet... You felt free enough to open up and share your story about past, I mean, the military, the MST, military sexual trauma. And you felt free enough to share. And then you, I remember like after sharing, and the the men were so gracious and just listened. And you could tell these men love you. Mm -hmm. And and I guess maybe five minutes into it, you, you like looked up and you said, you know, I don't think I've even told this to the counselor at the VA. Y'all are the first group I've ever told this to. What clicked in that room to where you had confidence to share your story? Wow. And that was, that, that was something for me too. (laughs) That was an experience for me as well, because I don't know if it was just a group, um, 
light group. Um, um, because I never shared it, even with their, and still really haven't shared it with the therapy because I think, you know what? And I'm thinking too, maybe because the therapy hadn't really asked me, um, to share it. She was like, when you get ready, you'll talk about it. But whoever get ready to talk about it, you know, and I think too, being that it was an open group and being that that's what we was talking about, you know, the things. And I think that was what helped me to share it. And I think like, even now, you know, it's like when I do share is something that, um, you know, it's bought up, it's asked, it's, you know, question, hey, well, what, what did happen? You know, nobody has asked me that. Yeah. What did happen? You know, even the people that knows, you know, I have, you know, depression experience that they don't ask, well, why, why are you, you know, why are you? Uh, and I think that's what, what it was. It was a group, like group therapy, more yeah. like even with that, it was like group therapy. And, and, um, and like I said, um, no one has asked, she, you know, even with the therapy, she, she uh, and and even go like with that even when I submitted a claim it was denied because the therapist said I was experiencing depression because of things that was going on with my job not things that were yeah. military which would have been yeah but it's possible the things with the job were late, late, I mean, exactly you know, it, it's all just this cumulative effect of Affects life your life yeah. yeah and um that's we we didn't we talked about what's going on now the therapy with the therapist you know what's going on you know at the job you know that's you know this is what's bothering me at the job but that job is what affect you know and and I look back on it now the uh, um, supervisor was an ex military guy okay and. He reminded me so much of that person's that um, that I had experienced the uh, sexual trauma with. Yeah. Uh, because he was the type. Now, as long as you went in there to him and and gave him full attention, he was all right with you. But if you was the one, just yeah, I always been the one. I I do my job and. Um, you know, I don't go in, hey, you know, I just completed this task. Uh, I I just did this. I just ordered, and I was in, um, uh, I just ordered a truckload of, of chicken at this price. You know, I don't, I didn't do that, but he took to the people that did, you know, go into him and you're the greatest and tell him he the greatest boss and he the greatest this and that, you know, and it affected me, you know, it reminded me of those Pastor. guys. Yeah, it, he did. He, he, and, and that's when I, that actually is when I started going to see a therapist. What was different about the guys that were, that were in the room? Because, you know, we didn't ask. I mean, we were talking about how past stuff can affect you even now. 
Uh, I remember that was the context of that yeah. lesson. Mm-hmm. But it, and, and sometimes in order to move forward, like something in the back, back, back is holding you, you know. And so if you feel like you can't move forward, like maybe you do need to look back, you know. And it, it's not like you got to go search under every rock and like uncover every little thing. But mm-hmm. if, if you can't move forward, like maybe there's something that you're avoiding that like you, you need to go back and. What was different yeah, about I, the men I, in, in that room? Because those were all thinking, military guys. Yeah, they. Uh, I, I just felt, I, I guess, um, I think I just felt comfortable in that setting. I don't know if it was just that that particular setting that yeah. I felt comfortable with. I don't know what it was that brought that out. But that was the first time. Just the time. Yeah. That was the first time, and and now, you know, I'm comfortable with talking about it, you know, even now, but I still haven't talked to the therapist. <laughs> still haven't talked to the therapist. <laughs> maybe you should talk to the therapist. I know. I think I need to get another therapist. Maybe you could just send a copy of the podcast to the therapist. And just yeah. so people know, like, there's never pressure and there's a hope to share your story yeah. Uh, no, nobody's ever put on the spot. I, I, I did want to say that because there may be people that are listening that are looking at going to a group that are thinking, well, I don't want to go because like, yeah, I don't yeah. want to open up Talk the about... stuff I have in the closet. But there's never pressure to do that if you want to. No, sure, it, if you wasn't, do, it you wasn't. You don't, you don't. Uh, and I don't know what it was, uh, that environment. It was just, a, was it just that time Yeah. of... of you know, because even with, you know, even though the guys that was there, most they go to the church. Yeah. I still don't know, per se. Yeah, you're not buddy-buddy buddy I'm not buddy-buddy with them. Yeah. You know. Um, so, I, I I don't know if it was just that. Maybe it was just that time uh, to bring it out. Yeah. Well, as, as we wrap up, t- tell me this. Uh, how are you using your past experience from that? Make the leap back to what you're doing now. Because we started off talking about the jewelry and the beauty and, you know, you having this entrepreneur calling and getting out there and, uh, you know, coming from a hurt and pain in the back. And now let's kind of maybe bring it full circle from military to what you're doing now. It, and... Um... Like I say, this jury is therapy for me because I feel like I'm helping other people. And I do want to help um, other veterans. And so what I did, um, what I'm doing is, well, I go to the VA and um, with the, um, what is it called, Vet to Vet. And is that a, like a small group? It's... it's um, a group there at the VA okay. uh, that they help veterans with claims, with their claims. They come in you know, and benefits that they didn't know they had. And so I get to meet a lot of other veterans. And, and even, with, well, go back with my jury. I get I meet veterans there. I love it when I meet veterans and I get the information we um share information. I feel like I can, my joy, um, I feel like I can help them. Uh, cause like I said, um, we, we, we keep a lot in, yeah. especially as females. 
And so what I want to do is start a small group. I haven't yet. Uh, uh, and, you know, just bring them into my house to just talk. You know, I, I, I got one that's coming to the um, thing. Yeah, to the leadership Yeah, to the leadership. And uh, she uh, has gone through pretty much what I've gone through. Uh, only different, her claim was <laughs> was uh, was uh, approved, but anyway, it's everything happened for a reason. Um, but I think that I want uh, other veterans to experience the joy that I have. I, I, you know, that it's okay to talk about it. It's okay to open up, and there's healing. In talking and there's here here healing in sharing I think what I'm hearing from you is like it's not a joy that you arrive at to where it's done it's still a destination it's still something you fight for yes consistently and yes. that's part of the message to them is that there's this beauty that needs to awaken in them that sometimes you can just somebody just calls it out but also hey we, we can walk we, we don't have to be stuck in the trauma we don't have to be stuck in the past we walk forward to our destiny joy peace yet you, you don't just arrive, you continue, oh, yeah. you continue you fighting continue for this. It's a continuum. Lock arms together and walk towards yes, it. Yes, it's a, it's a continue, uh, continuous thing. But you have to, uh, what I like to say, you have to purposely go for it. Yeah. It, it has to be on purpose. I, I purposely uh, want to be happy. I purposely want other people to know that it's okay to talk about it. It's it's helpful other people when you do talk about it. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually, uh, this women's conference is coming up next month. I am going to share. It's a, a mental health awareness and uh, conference. And I'm actually going to share. Your story? My story. Is the um, VA counselor going to be in the audience? Um. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> you got me on that. So she, you were thinking so about it. So she does. <laughs> that is funny. Let's <laughs> end on that. But you know, um, another thing too, Andy, um, I have this uh, person that's working on my claim. Yeah. And what he told me to do, he said, get you a cheap recorder and record yeah. it. Record your story. Yeah. And so that's what I did with him, and he's gonna transcribe it. And uh, I was like, and after I did, I listened to it. I was like, oh wow, I heard stuff that I didn't even know I taught, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that. That was a good thing too when I recorded and and went back and listened to it. Yeah. So that's not the end of the story. That's right. still going. That's it. Yeah. That's not the end of the story. That's not you the are end. so right. You're so right. Well I, I can't, you know, well, I can wait. <laughs> yeah. But uh but God and Jeremiah twenty he said Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, that's 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 my one of my favorite scriptures. Yeah. Well, I'll say this as we close. Thank you so much uh for your service in the past for what you're doing now to empower other people, for entrusting us and inviting us into your story, and for opening up and, and showing us that, that beautiful tension of, uh, of, of, of being healed and simultaneously healing 
you know, you know, and this ongoing journey and bringing other people and inviting people into that. Uh, I, I know that that is going to awaken something in other people who need exactly what you have. Well, I thank you for giving me that opportunity because like I said, Center Hope was my first encounter of the past. So thank you. Okay, how about that? I told you that this is an excitingly gracious, oh, contagious, joy-filled woman. And, And I love what she said in this just as we talked about her story that goodness there there is still even in the joy there's still hurt and some days you actually you actually choose the joy and some days er- everything is kind of reacting against you and and, and, I, and I say this and I highlight this because when you meet Gory she is so passionately exuberantly happy and and, and yet you see in her like it, it's so helpful and encouraging for me to see that like even in that, like, here's a woman who every day chooses in the moment, who chooses joy, who chooses peace, who chooses happiness, who chooses this this deep overflow from inside of her to not be controlled by external circumstances, but to actually set the mood of the place where she's decided that she's going to be. Now, here's what I would love for you to do. If you go to our website, warriorhope.com. I'll put a link to this in the show notes. We have a free emotional PTSD self-assessment, self-check for you. It's 10 questions. It'll take you two to three minutes to do it. They are all yes or no answers, and it will help you just just kind of as Gloria does. It'll help you evaluate exactly where you are. The information is just for you. It's There's no diagnosing, no treating, no prescribing, but, but we did pull the information from the VA website, so we were researching the book Warrior Hope, and we pulled information from the best possible resources where we could so that we could serve and empower the most people possible. And so we were able to, from questions that we pulled from all these resources to craft this questionnaire where you just kind of get on it, just just pull out your phone and you can take it right there. It'll email you the information, it will email you the results, and then you will be able to log on to kind of lock in and then take the next best steps for you. Again, our mission is this, every single week, find a little bit of healing, find some help in identifying the next mission. And as we say it all the time, the enemy is isolation. It's the sense of being alone. And the enemy is that all the great stuff was in the past. That's just not true. There is an incredible destiny, purpose, just like Gloria identified. There is one equally awesome for you. And and most of the time, here's the reality. It's going to involve walking with other people because the truth is you and I are better together.